Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Doorstep Chats, a podcast by me, Lydia Ashman, in which I chat to guests about different ways they've coped during lockdown. In this very first episode, I speak to my good friend Gemma about accountability, the idea of making a commitment to a person or a group to do something. And we talk about how this deceptively simple concept has provided us with a sense of connection and also agency during this period of isolation and uncertainty. Last year, Gem and I completed The Artist's Way together. Um, For those of you who don't know, The Artist's Way is a bit of a cult classic. It's a book by Julia Cameron published in the 1990s, which details a 12-week course in creative recovery. It's experiencing quite a bit of a resurgence at the moment. I think a lot of people are returning to the artist's way or turning to it for some inspiration, some hope and maybe a bit of direction in these strange times. Jem and I talk about our experience of being accountability buddies, what that brought us. And Jem also shares her experience of joining a 12-step programme Um, over lockdown, something that is really rooted in accountability. She also works in mental health and she shares a little bit about the science behind accountability and how it can be a really effective way to make changes. I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you get something from our conversation and thanks very much for listening. I'm really excited to have with me today my really good friend and I'm going to say collaborator Gemma Wrigley and I'm going to speak with Gemma about the concept of accountability. Gemma's here with me. Hi Gemma. Hi Lydia. Um, I'm excited to be here on your first episode. (laughs) I'm excited to see your face and have you here (laughs) and just wanted to introduce Gemma. We've known each other for I think 12 years now um, when we met on a campaign. 12 years! Yeah. <laughs> I think it was 12 years. We met in a camp on a camping trip in some woods in Sussex and um, but I've, I was thinking like I've sort of seen you transition from when I first met you you were working in fashion, textile design and you've sort of gone on this journey where you now work at a women's centre and support people with mental health and that's that's been amazing to to see and you're based in Manchester now. I am. So doorstep chats I wondered if you could tell me about the metaphorical doorstep that you're um, sitting on at the moment. I am cozy with a nice jumper, a blanket and the heating on. (laughs) so I'm pretty I'm pretty happy (laughs) nice you look nice and cozy on the sofa and comfortable and Mm. I feel like I'm sort of with you in some way even though you're not physically on the same doorstep so just like starting off I thought I would share kind of how we work together doing the artist way Right. So yeah, we this was you actually kind of I think came up with this gem that this idea of weekly check-ins. So on Mondays at mm. six p.m. we would have a thirty-minute conversation, and we would take in mm-hmm. turns to 
to speak first for 10 minutes um, about what we'd found that week and then the other person would have five minutes to kind of reflect back mm-hmm. and discuss what's come up we more or less stuck with that for the yeah. whole time uh, yeah. I think like one week we like moved the day around a bit but otherwise we we were pretty good at sticking to it and I think that was really important yeah, we were pretty disciplined, and I think uh, I was thinking like before the artist way and probably we'll do this again but we were we we would have like quite long rambling phone chats but mm. like I did say to you how during these quite short structured chats I feel like I got to know you in a deeper more intimate way even though we've known each other for like over a decade so I just wanted your thoughts on like what that structure offers that like kind of boundaried short Mm. sort of fixed time like what do you think that offers in terms of accountability and like your relationship with someone Mm. it's a really good question so um you're right like if we don't have any boundaries around the time we can get on the phone with each other and we could easily talk for the whole day I think you know and we'll ramble off into lots of different tangents and rabbit holes and you know it's amazing and interesting but um I think the thing about boundaries in general is it's very paradoxical so boundaries give us freedom in in a way to to go it, it gives us kind of a safety so um, I know that in that 10 minute period, I'm going to share with you, there's a fine, there's an end to it. You know, there's a beginning and there's an end. And because it's a limited amount of time um, and there's a structure to it, I feel like I can be free to share what I want to share with you. But it also helps me to get to the point uh, of what I want to say. So there's something about the scarcity of time being like, right, OK, well, you know, what are the most salient points that I need to bring to the conversation this week? Um, and not that the rambling isn't useful because it can be it can be really brilliant at times but there's something about when we're working toward I don't know if it's the right to say a goal or a purpose or or a journey that they're kind of like okay well what are the milestones from this week what do I need to bring Um, and it forces me to be a bit more disciplined about that and and, yeah there's something about the safety as well of those boundaries where so the way that we structured the session was 10 minutes each wasn't it to share so after I'd share for 10 minutes then we'd reflect for five minutes so there'd be an opportunity to share and I think there was a balance in it as well so in normal dialogue there's no measure of the time that each person spends talking I'm sure you and I well I definitely have and I'm sure you have had conversations where you know the other person's just talking and you don't get a word in edgeways so I think the way that we structured it as well was really balanced and even and it it made me feel very safe uh, and I think we had this conversation that you kind of felt the same way and, and you know for me accountability is about taking responsibility for the things that we say we're going to do and those boundaries help me to to maintain that you know and, and stay responsible for what I said I was going to do because also the the fact that the chats were like more or less half an hour felt Mm. manageable as well uh it wasn't like and maybe that's something about accountability as well and this idea of responsibility of like being honest about like what you can fit in and and do and like I, I know like you and I both well sometimes sometimes you would say okay this week I'm gonna do this 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 and this and I'd be like 
Are you sure about that, Gem? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's also, I suppose, yeah, that that element of actually you can get quite a lot done in a short time, but also being really realistic. Yeah. Uh, I think accountability for me is really good because it just helps me get stuff done. Mm -hmm. um, like I started off doing the artist way alone. And then you, we had a phone chat and you were like, yeah, I'll do it with you. And I feel like I got a lot more out of it because of doing it with you. But also we were, I think it was really good because sometimes we would come to the check-ins on a Monday and say like, I haven't actually done what I planned to do. Mm. And I think there's something really valuable about having that chat that opportunity to chat because you that means you reflect on why like is there mm. some resistance are you avoiding something mm. have you just mm. got too much on and it was never mm. like you and I were like what you haven't done what you said you would do so yeah I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that as well yeah. just that sort of like kindness <laughs> absolutely yeah there's a lot of kindness in it and a lot of um I think there's something as well about um that we didn't this is what I didn't mention before as well in that 10 minutes where either I was talking or you were talking we didn't interrupt each other so it was 10 minutes of just just speaking and being heard and I I'd never really done that before this is like you you asked me about the 12-step program and, and I guess that can link into that a little bit as well but I'd never sort of done that kind of format before where we say okay I'm going to talk for 10 minutes and you're going to listen and vice versa yeah and I suppose that the kindness of actually listening to somebody like intently for, for 10 minutes you really feel like you've been heard and in that just listening you're not listening to kind of respond or to jump in or to make a comment or a suggestion you're just listening you notice a lot more um, I mean, there were so many times where we, one or other of us came to the call and perhaps said, oh, I've not done what I wanted to do or I've not done much. And then you realise that you've talked for 10 minutes about what you actually have done that week. And it's a tremendous amount. And so many times we'd catch each other, weren't we, saying, you've, you just started by saying you've not done much, but actually you've done loads. Even if it's not necessarily physical production of something it's maybe you know an emotional or a spiritual movement um you know and that's what the artist way is about isn't it moving those recognizing and, and working through those blocks to creativity that sort of like segues nice to my really nicely to my next question which was I think during the sort of 12 weeks we were working together, I would say both of us experienced quite significant shifts and discoveries, yeah. like whether you say that's something that happened out in the world or just like uh, something in our mindset or our mentality. So for example, I like painted my room and started driving mm -hmm. lessons and um, you did all sorts of things as well you yeah you've created your like creative den and knitted things and but also that that meant that mental shift and you mm. sort of touched on this a bit but I was thinking maybe it's like doing it with somebody else compared to doing it just totally on your own maybe there's something about being witnessed that makes <laughs> it more real because I think something else like in our phone conversations it would be often the sort of listener, I think, would have a broader perspective 
than the speaker and would say the speaker might say like oh you know I'm struggling with this but the listener would say but you've actually moved on Mm. a lot I can see that because I've been listening to you for the last like three weeks so yeah yeah, I was wondering about that like something about being witnessed do you think that makes things changes more real or concrete or Mm. or I think it's it's something about that active listening which um which I've you know through my work in mental health I've had lots of training in and it's definitely um it's definitely a skill and and a tool that can be really valuable so when I when I'm just listening and I I maybe I'm piecing things together in my mind about things but I'm taking more of a kind of meta perspective as well on you in that session and also in the previous you know however many sessions that we've had and it's a bit like therapy in that respect so I'm really sort of listening intently um, and I'm able to make those I'm able to really make those connections that perhaps you haven't made for yourself and when I'm just in my own head and going into my own rabbit holes of thoughts and I'm not actually either speaking or you know articulating that to somebody it's very difficult to take that step back from yourself and see what's going on so in that sense having somebody there who's just listening and reflecting back to you and kind of suggesting oh I noticed a pattern here or you know oh you know have you thought about this it would open me up to a new way like a new perspective or a new a new a new direction perhaps in something that I've been stuck on so we didn't actually sort of give advice did we ever or make suggestions for each other it was like I think that's really interesting like that five minutes after each of us each of us had spoken there were just reflections oh I noticed that you said this or oh that's interesting you said that a few weeks ago or you know I've noticed over the past few weeks you know you're moving in this direction so that I think that was really useful. Mm, yeah definitely and and I think that the other thing I was uh, reflecting on is so the artist way is you know it's a course that you tackle different themes each week and mm-hmm. so you're kind of like doing a lot of the same stuff but mm-hmm. it's extremely personal and individual and I think mm-hmm. your creative practice which is like it's probably very different from mine and it's like we were not in competition at all as well we were like Mm. supporting each other and I think it's really beautiful that you're not like saying like where's this person at Um, am I there too it's it's completely Mm. individual and I feel feel like it was a real privilege to kind of companion you on your journey and like see that Mm. unfold likewise (laughs) yeah they were I think our journeys were incomparable in many ways like we this despite us following the same format and the same book our practices are very different I mean there were some similarities but it was really nice to work with somebody of a completely different discipline as well I know I loved that that we yeah it felt very it felt really different for each of like I felt like my journey was very different to your journey but equally um you know enlightening yeah yeah and maybe that's another thing it's like seeing somebody else sort of take steps on their journey is almost like a bit of feedback into to yours because you're sort of you're both like taking these steps it's like generates this real excitement and I guess I, I haven't really said like why why we 
we haven't talked about like why we started the artist way but I guess for me it was with my writing and sort of feeling a bit uh, like I, I wanted sort of got to galvanize my practice and yeah sort of see like see how my life and my creative practice sort of intersect and how they can maybe be in more synergy and, and you had your own reasons Jen for, for doing it um I just I yeah I think it was for me about realizing that I have all this creative potential I know I do but I just didn't know where to put it <laughs> um and you know what I haven't resolved it fully as, as we said already I feel like I want to go back and do that do that course again and again and again as I kind of work in pro you know continual work in progress but I definitely had some breakthroughs in that yeah that I probably wouldn't have had without doing the program and without doing it in the way that we did it and I did just to touch on what you said as well before Liz about that I think it's something about when you're working with another person on the same program that when you make a breakthrough it gives me confidence in the program okay this this really worked you know it might work for me in a different way but it's working like every single week when we spoke you'd made you'd had insights and you'd done things and you'd put yourself out of your comfort zone and uh, it was inspiring yeah and it, it gave me a lot of confidence and that like, actually yeah, well I can do this as well so there's something about that yeah. structure Def mm -hmm. I guess that because um and thank you for sharing your reasons for doing the artist way. I guess I thought it was interesting because I think people come to it well everyone comes to it with some sort of like desire to move uh, forwards in some way but people come for all sorts of reasons mm. and I think it's definitely having resurgence at the moment and it's not sort of like you come out at the end a shiny like completed yeah. creative individual with all mm. your problems solved um we've sort of like loosely said we'll do it again together in like yeah. a couple of years and and maybe yeah. again after that in a couple of years because it's yeah. it's more like a sort of cycle or um something you will probably keep needing to revisit like a lot of the mm. topics um and yeah so like what's interesting as well is when we were doing the artist way you you observed a number of times that um Julia Cameron draws on a 12-step program like yeah and um that's something that um you've like come to during lockdown a 12-step mm. program and I'm mm. just curious like I guess why is there something about the timing of of lockdown um that sort of drew you to it and and what has mm. it offered you during mm. this like kind of very turbulent year yeah yeah thanks Liz for asking um well first of all yeah when I started doing the artist way like right from the beginning I could think well this person Julia Cameron I don't know much about her but she's definitely been involved in 12 programs the fact that it's 12 weeks and it's got all the kind of a lot of the hallmarks of a, of a program to overcome addiction even though there's not specifically an addiction being spoken of the process is similar and the, the process of surrender um, to a practice, surrender to a spiritual higher power of some kind. And there are lots and lots of parallels with the artist way and with, with 12 step programs. Um, I came to a 12 step program because I have a behavioral addiction, which I've had for my entire life. 
um, which is triggered by being um, mostly by when I'm on my own at home. So at the beginning of lockdown, I started, I'd, I'd, I'd been having a, you know, a really pretty decent period of, you know, a few years of not having the behavior been so active in my life. Um, but at the beginning of lockdown, it started to rear its head again. And I thought, oh no, <laughs> I know anticipating that this is gonna be a long ride. And I thought I need some help with this. Um, and I just started to do some research and I discovered that there was a 12 step program for the, for the problem. And I just thought, wow, okay, I've never tried that before. Well, why not try it? And I really like it. Um, so the premise is, is that, you know, of a 12 step program is that I am powerless over my behavior, my addiction, um, and I can't do it on my own. I know I can't get over the problem on my own. I've tried many, many times. I'm 38 years old. I've had the problem for most of my life. I've tried so many times on my own unsuccessfully. There've been times where I've been, um, you know, doing better than others, but, um, you know, I'm now in recovery, um, early days, but it's about 50, I think it's 52 days today of, of abstinence from the behavior, which is a miracle really for me. Um, I don't really like that word miracle. It's a, it's, it's overused, but you know, I, I, it has a meaning to me that I've never been able to do this on my own. And there's been something about that accountability. So 12 step groups are a fellowship. I have a sponsor and I speak to other people in the fellowship, some daily, some weekly in a very similar format, actually to the way that we worked our, our um, artist way program you know so I might do a bit of reading do a bit of thinking do a bit of writing and then I will um, I will share that with somebody in the program um, so it's a very vulnerable process as well which I think we we touched on that didn't we in our conversations together that if we really want to get to the bottom of what the problems are, we have to get in the discomfort zone of actually, you know, looking at like, what, you know, what's really going on here? The mud. Um, I think we talked about yeah, the mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just getting comfortable with that discomfort. But also there's a kindness and a love around it where, and empathy as well. So, you know, in a in a 12-step group, I can go into that into those rooms and I know that everybody in that room understands the, how I feel and, you know, in terms of the engagement with the behaviour and how that behaviour feels and the consequences of it. We don't all have exactly the same issue, but very similar. And I think it's the same with the artist's way. So we were both experiencing some kind of, yeah, like block, isn't it, creatively, a creative block or that kind of, yeah, roadblocks like we just didn't really know how to get through and that feeling of just kind of not knowing where to go next with it and you know avoiding it actually a lot of the time I would often avoid it or, or, or engage in other things that would take my mind off it without actually dealing with the issue because it's really hard to do that on our own isn't it um so yeah, there, there were a tremendous amount of parallels. And I think that the fact that we were both in my 12-step group and in our work together, we're going through that journey of discomfort in, in a really kind, sensitive, empathic and encouraging way. It makes me think of um, my, like, because as you know, I see a therapist and like 
there's something I think like I just remember like in one session saying like oh I really want this particular thing and she was like I really want that for you too and Mm -hmm. it's like when somebody else like wants you to to kind of realize your potential or just be happy and somebody else wants that for you you really feel that and that really helps like it's quite hard to sometimes just want that on your own for yourself it's nice to have it reflected back Mm -hmm. yeah and somebody to like believe in you as well yeah yeah somebody to really get in your shoes and I think we do that by listening to each other so we really listen and we really like so I was every week trying to really understand what you were going through and when I can really listen and empathize then I can it's like having an extra pair of eyes on the problem so I can see things that you might not see and and you did that for me on, on lots of occasions. And it's like, oh, I, yeah, actually, I hadn't thought about it like that. And it just allows us to get out of our own head, which is often, well, mine is anyway, often a, you know, a, a rather large mess at times. Um, but we're kind of unraveling. It's like a process of, of seeing, unraveling. Um, yeah, and it's very collaborative. And um, so going back to what you said, um, which was incredibly self-aware, like at the start of lockdown, you were like, right, okay, this is, uh, I'm at risk of engaging with this behaviour, this addiction to this behaviour that that could sort of like become quite a serious problem or become more Mm -hmm. of a problem than it has been in recent Mm -hmm. times. And I think lockdown has sort of had that for probably a lot of us just things that we've um that we maybe like get distracted by um just sort of suddenly disappeared and so the things that uh those things that are maybe more difficult to explore look at acknowledge uh, are right there and you know I guess for both of us in some way our the blocks of our creative practice were sort of louder mm. and and, yeah. and and more difficult to um yeah shush <laughs> and so I think yeah so just thinking about lockdown and and the artist way I, I know it's having a resurgence um I've joined this online writing community as well recently which has like mm. completely blossomed over lockdown so yeah I just wondered and you sort of said, like, with your work, accountability is really important. Mm. And just, like, why do you think people might be sort of seeking out and craving accountability at this time? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So, I I mean, I can definitely share about my work. So um, I'm, I'm just finishing my training as a psychological well-being practitioner. And it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting role because... What I do essentially is support people with with common mental health problems. So things like anxiety, depression, stress, panic, those sorts of things that are very prevalent in our in our communities. Um, And my role is actually delivering self-help information or supporting people with self-help, which sounds a bit contradictory. But there's lots of research that was done. um, But. First of all, the, the, the um, you know when when mental health 
when the mental health crisis emerged, um, you know, there were obviously issues with financing therapy. Like, you know, we can't, our NHS cannot afford to give everybody 12 weeks of one-to-one -one formal psychotherapy. It's just not viable. So they tested out lots of different self-help guides, um, you know, administering self-help information that was evidence-based um, in, in, um, in its theories. And then, um, I can't remember how many years ago, I think it might have been sort of eight to ten years ago, started to employ people to support people with doing that work. So creating some accountability, basically, um, to help people to actually engage with the programme, engage with the work. And, um, you know, there's lots of evidence that suggests that that's really helpful. Um, it's that combination of um, of you know somebody listening somebody offering support but also also offering encouragement um, there's a great paper about the psychology of encouragement um, which I'm happy to share a reference to if you're doing notes for the podcast um, but yeah it's um, you know people come to the service with an idea or a goal of what they want to achieve and it's usually to eliminate some unpleasant symptoms that they're experiencing but often people have a goal like you know I'd like to be able to do this thing again that I haven't been able to do um or you know even in cases like phobias or agoraphobia you know I haven't been able to go out you know or, um you know I'm really struggling to to get up and and you know do the things that I need to do in the day because I'm feeling so down so it's really helpful to have a kind of a goal in mind and then I work with people weekly and you know it's a collaborative process like like what we did on the artist's way so I don't pick the goals they pick their own goals um, and what I can do is say well you know here's some guidance about what might help and give a rationale for that according to their um, their difficulty and then we work together week by week on, um, you know, looking at what they've tried and what was difficult about it. And that's kind of what we were doing as well, isn't it? That's mm. on our calls. So, you know, I tried this, this worked really well, this was difficult. Um, there's a really interesting um, theory um, is by a woman called Susan Mitchie about what, what causes behavior change as well. And she, um, you know, she, she suggests that it's three things. There's a combination of our capability, our opportunity and our motivation. And those three things will, will, will change our behavior. Um, so when we're say, saying I want, you know, I want to be held accountable, it's usually because I want to change something about myself. I want to change a behavior. I want to achieve something. And it's really helpful to look at those three ingredients as well. So the motivation is really, uh, there's, there's studies that show that, you know, encouragement um, and support is really motivating. Opportunity, well, you know, the, the fact that we created that space every week for half an hour to speak gave us that opportunity, didn't it, to really explore and, and 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 in a sense that's what your therapy appointment is it's that half an hour or hour every week where you actually create that space to to an opportunity to actually explore it and then the capability is is that that's the practical side of things like do I have what I need to do this um do I have you know the time or the the space or the materials or whatever it is that I need so if, yeah there's some really interesting like science that that backs up the processes that but what we did in the in those um artist way calls and also you know in the in the 12-step programs as well um 
And it, it, as you were talking, it just because uh, thinking about why now, like, why do you think um, people are sort of latching onto it? And for me, I, I think, um, you know, and I'm sure for lots of people this year, as we've experienced like a real loss of agency, like things mm. that we would normally feel maybe it's illusionary, but a sense of control over have just been kind of taken away or certain liberties mm. and so doing things like the artist way and also like driving lessons for me and and I did a course over the summer writing course all those things sort of bring back some agency I think and mm. um, because you want some change in a in a situation that feels like isn't changing yeah. or yeah. is it changing in the way you yeah, yeah, yeah. would so, wish <laughs> yeah. me, I'm really good at you asked me a question I'm really good at going off on a tangent and I didn't answer your question so sorry no no but yeah. what you said so, was, I, I like the science behind accountability yeah. as well it's so really interesting. there is um yeah there's something I mean first of all there's a lot of loneliness in lockdown um you know we're used to going into an office aren't we or, or into our day-to-day -day lives and being surrounded by people and even that just that little smile or a nod or a laugh or those minimal we call them like sort of like minimal encouragers you know little things that we can do that, that little social cues that make us feel like we're all right and um and we're missing all of those things um at the moment well not all but you know we're missing a lot of them aren't we especially for people who've been very isolated so I think yeah there's anything where we can get a good quality connection with another person and a really genuine um connection where we can be vulnerable and we can be seen and we can be accepted is going to feel really good mm. um and it's it's like uh perhaps yeah it won't happen as spontaneously so I think the thing about the sort of structure if you build in some structure of accountability mm. means you are much more likely to to get that encouragement you need or sort of acceptance or um like you say being heard and seen because mm. that that's just like much less likely to occur mm. when we're mm. all at home a lot more um and yeah it definitely works I mean I just want you to say something about the jumper you're wearing oh <laughs> yeah my recovery jumper yeah yeah I mean it's that yeah it's that thing about you know saying this is what I want to do like I want this is a goal I, I have and I want to do it um and if I'm just left to my own devices, I'll pick things up, put them down, not really finish things. And, and actually the act of actually making that commitment out loud to another human being and that, you know, you're checking in every week with me saying, how's it going? How's your jumper going? You know, I, I, it was a really nice thing to share. Oh, I've done a bit more or I've nearly, I've done a sleeve or, you know, I'm up to the net now. And, you know, so there's something about, sharing and feeling that we're not on, we're not on our own on, on you know the journey through some of the difficulties um yeah I mean I could talk for it for a long time about that <laughs> but it's a yeah. gorgeous jumper and um it's I remember you when you told me like you committed to buying yourself some really expensive wool mm. and mm. you're 
I think you're one of the most generous people in my life in terms of your time and and gifts and and just the attention you give and I was over the moon when you had bought yourself mm-hmm. some really luxurious wool and you were like I'm gonna knit myself a jumper and it's mm-hmm. it looks so cozy <laughs> mm. I think it's yeah, something like you know when so okay going back to how I work with clients like I, I work with people usually between six to eight weeks I usually work with somebody and when we're coming to the end you know the clients are often like oh thank you so much for everything that you've done for me and I have to turn back to them and say no I've provided you with a framework like what we were saying at the very beginning mm. I've provided you with some boundaries and a bit of information but you're the one who's done it and that's a very empowering process. And I think that any process like that, where we have that very kind and gentle encouragement and accountability is an empowering process for the other person. And so by doing this work with you, I've realized that actually I can do it. I can do it for myself. Um, and it's made me value myself more in different ways. And I definitely can, like you said, you know, I can be very generous with other people and I enjoy being generous with other people, but I have to look after myself as well in that process. And so that, yeah, there's something about that real, um, that you showed me that I can do that by the work that we were doing together. Oh, well, I'm, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm really pleased and vice versa. And I think again, like, lockdown the pandemic has shown us that we do really need to look after ourselves and we need to kind of understand what we need to live as best we can in these circumstances and 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 in order to sort of support our community support each other but yeah thank you so so much Gem that was such an interesting chat and I've said it loads of times but yeah it's been a absolute privilege like to yeah. work with you on this program yeah, this year appreciated it so much and i'd recommend to anyone listening who's curious to check out the artist way and put a call out to the universe for an accountability buddy because you never know julia cameron would say synchronicity someone might show up and um really proud of your is it 56 days? I think it's 52 days. 52 days. <laughs> 52 days of abstinence. That's amazing. And yeah, um, I'm sure you'll keep going and doing the work. Thanks, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed our chat so much. 